Good evening and welcome along, folks. Uh, we're at episode uh, 56 in season one of the Cowboys Experience. You have the whole the whole um, group group and nations represented. So we have from England, we have Jamie. From Wales, we have Mr. Richard Jones. And up there in Scotland, we have Paul Stewart. And I'm so representing Ireland. So, Salute. how are we all getting on, folks? Salute. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ready for the pubs to reopen. <laughs> oh. An- An- anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah. It's going to be fun when that happens. Mad. I'm actually not looking forward to it, but it's actually kind of weird. Like, from hearing the stories and backing our friends in the US, um, Shannon Gross, our good friend, uh, was telling me that uh, bars are like opening up like 25%. Of capacity, then slowly moving it to fifty percent, and that. So I think that might be the approach that we probably will end up taking back home. Yeah. So it's all based on capacity. Yeah, I know. I know. Over here in Ireland, they're talking about maybe something like that—a twenty-five capacity, twenty-five percent capacity, but it'll be one in, one out for the pub. So it's 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 going to be fun for a while, anyway. I doubt, I doubt any of you are going to be coming to Dublin for a stag party in the next six months anyway. Probably not, no. Come up for a bit weekend, though. Screw it, yeah. <laughs> but, um, if, if uh, Paul, I think you're going to give a shout-out to our sponsors, are you? Yep. Uh, shout-out to our sponsors, Cowboys Experience. If you're going to a great game this year, be sure to watch the Cowboys and book it for the Cowboys Experience for pre-game, stadium tours, the whole lot. Me and myself, I've used them before. And uh, if you want a, if, if you're going to book up with the Cowboys Experience, be sure to use UK Cowboys and get an extra gift when you're going to make your booking. So, like I said, I've used them before. Got nothing but love for those guys, and they've been helping us uh, help grow the channel and that. So yeah, big shout to our sponsors, Cowboys Experience. Absolutely, uh, I think everyone has used them at this stage. Nearly in the group, bar me, I haven't met it over for a game. So, I mean, the, the things they do for you guys, just looking at your 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 Facebook and Twitter feed when you're over there, have been have been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like. The, the players that you get to meet over there are like old and, re- and current players. Like from mm. the p- previous times I've met, I've been over there. I've met Michael Gallup, Cole Beasley, uh, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, and obviously Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. I mean, what more can you want? Yeah. So if we if we if we jump into the news round anyway, so um, it's it's been a slower news week, and I mean I think that's that's the norm and to be expected at this time of the year. It's it's uh, kind of you know the without without the current circumstances, you kind of the the rookie mini camps and that going on, and mm-hmm. you know. But I think I think the, the the big news in the last week really was Alden Smith reinstatement. So, Paul, well, I know I know you love a good D line man. So, yep. you want to take it away? Yeah. So Alden Smith has been given um, is it con- uh, conditionally reinstated by the NFL yep. from Wednesday. So this is great news for Dallas. And that uh, because we were kind of hoping that, like, from based on last week's show, um, we were discussing that quite a lot with Kelsey and Megan uh, from Blogging with the Boys, uh, who do uh, uh, Girls Talking Boys now. Um, so uh, we did kind of cover that quite a lot, and we were thinking, what do we think 
is it going to happen? We were actually really 50-50 back then, but to see it actually go through, it's a big, big bonus for Dallas. And and if anyone has been keeping up to date with him, like following him on his social media, and that, that he's been working out relentlessly despite what's going on in the world right now. He is looking jacked, looking game, like, like not, I wouldn't say game ready, obviously, because we need to get practice reps and that, but he, he's looking in top, tip-top condition to be going into training camp, if that does go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks, he looks an absolute specimen. He looks like he's, like some sort of mythical Greek statue that's just come to life. And <laughs> that's exactly that, what he looks like. The guy is stacked. He is ready that to go. Is the, that is the you best know? way to describe that, is like a mythical <laughs> statue. Yeah. Spot on, mate. But it's, yeah, he needs, I mean, obviously the guy's had years out. He needs time. He needs reps. All that, completely understandable. But this is one of those two big gambles that Jerry and Cove made. And so far, at least it's 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 got traction. It's it's yeah. a possibility the guy could play, whether it's even to start rotationally, even if he doesn't start the first couple of games, whatever whatever happens down the line is fine. But at the minute, it's looking pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, and and look, just funny that you mentioned about what Jerry is. He, it's like it's low risk but high reward, and we've done that so many times over the past. Um, a Rolando McLean, perfect example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like we might like managed to get him out of come out of retirement sign him in for, for two years. Like we had him on for one year, then sign him a one year extension, then he wanted a bigger contract and at the time we just kinda of think, nah, we'll just move on from there and that's it. But what but he, he did perform- for us Yeah. But for what he did for Dallas, he was brilliant. Him and Sean Lee yep. uh, were brilliant as part of that linebacker core back mm. then. All we're hoping is if we can do the same, same where uh, Alden Swift take the pressure on the other opposite side from likes of um, D. Marcus Lawrence, D. Law, and and also likes of when we've got likes of Poe and McCoy and obviously my boy Gallimore for the third down. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I can, I, can, I can talk so much praise about this delay for this year coming up, man. Tyron Trophel's coming back, so it's all smiles. Hit nail on the head earlier. You know what I mean, we did it with Rolando McLean, and as soon as this come out, yeah, people are skeptical just just because of the history. But you look at it; it's, it's low risk, high reward, and mm. it pays off. If it doesn't pay off, we're not paying him a lot of money. If it pays off, and you know I mean, we're going to get sacks galore from him. So don't, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't forget, as, don't forget as well. The, the biggest controversy of the one that we ever had was obviously Greg Hardy. He still did produce good mm. games. But because yeah. his name was just more controversial than his game performances, unfortunately, people mm. weren't giving him the benefit of doubt. And it's a shame, though, because the guy was a talented player, but uh, but it seemed to what he did was completely wrong. If they, like, mm. back, back then and that. But like I say, it's like Jerry had seemed to, seems to has this knack now for getting these players to either come in a really cheap contract for that one year and do a great job and manage to kind of keep that ball rolling for a certain amount of time. So, who knows, this could happen with uh, Ha Clinton Dix, who knows? Mm. I, know it's a, I, know it's a, oh, sorry. I know it's a completely different position, but who knows? Yeah, like, that's, that's a valid point, is he's done it so many times, and that's a criticism a lot of people have of Jerry Jones, is that he, 
like one guy was saying yes to me on Facebook last night. I can't remember his name. Apologies. But he said, Jerry is the king of doing it cheap. He loves doing things cheap to try mm. and get guys in. And yeah, he does like taking risks. That's, that's Jerry Jones through and through. That's who he is. That's why he is the owner and GM of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. he's done it so many times. He's got a knack for it now, you'd yeah. think. Yeah. And like, he clearly like- has. Jerry has his critics. He is the master of marketing when it comes to Dallas. Like, mm. it doesn't matter if you're a, a small time player or your star player for star time players. He knows how to turn a bad scenario into a good scenario. For example, Zeke. Yeah. Like the, the whole um, Zeke who. Remember, he made the T-shirt when he signed them. And, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like he managed to turn that around, like from a complete negative to an absolute positive. And people did, and the, the T-shirt sold out. Yeah, like like even though they were very limited, but they all sold out. So he, he managed to make a good like. It's all about he, he knows how to make money, but he knows how to kind of take an opportunity from yeah. a negative. Like I think I think even if we look back at last season, um, and I think I think we also don't give Will McClay enough credit. Look at what happened with Robert Quinn last season. They got oh, him in for, uh-huh. for a sixth oh. rounder. And he went for went on to a seventy million contract with the Chicago Bears. You know, so upset. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, if we were to sign Robert Quinn, we don't know what our situation with. Um, well, we will discuss this later on during mm. the during the talk show. But you know where I'm talking. You know what I'm going. You know, guys, what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's all about, the, all about the cap. All about the cap. People have said it before, and you can never ever having. Too many people to rush the passer. Yeah, and and speaking and speaking of 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 rushing the passer, Rich, take us away on Randy Gregory. What's what's the latest we have on him? Um, so basically, nothing big, but the under the terms of the old agreement, because obviously the new agreements come in the new CBA. Mm-hmm. But given Randy was. Um, suspended indefinitely under the old CBA, he still falls under those rules. So basically what it says is from the date that he um, was suspended, or sorry, applied for reinstatement, officially applied for reinstatement, there is a 60-day period where Commissioner I. Roger Goodell has to give his decision. Now, we don't know officially when that went in in writing, but Mm -hmm. all we know is that it was reported on the 23rd that he had officially applied for reinstatement. Now, I tweeted Mike Fisher early on today, and he basically said, at the minute, we can't, words to the effect of, we can't count on the 60-day clock running down on Gregory, um, because one, we don't know, as I said, exactly when that piece of paper went in, when it was officially Mm -hmm. filed. We don't know if it was the 23rd, we don't know if it was early, we don't know if it was later. And also, everything that's going on at the minute with COVID, we don't know how that's going to delay things. If it did, it would be very reasonable to assume the only difference there would be that, or not the difference, but um, there would have to be an agreement because it is a legal contract. You would have to have an agreement from both sides for any sort of extension to that period. But obviously, they're not necessarily going to publicize that because there's no need to and there's no mm. point in doing it. Yeah. Nobody also, really gains yeah. anything. Just to add on top of that as well for you there, Richard, also, you need to think about the NFL staff as well. Yeah. How long is it going to take them to process it due to COVID? Like, it's obviously, mm-hmm. like if, if everyone was in the office, it may have been done on that same particular day, but if they're working from home yes. to get the documentation all finalised, it might take mm-hmm. those, those extra couple of days, so we don't know. Exactly, because even though it's under the, the old CBA and everything, as everyone probably already knows, is at the discretion of Roger Goodell, yeah. it still takes 
a team of people behind him at the very least mm. to get everything in motion, to do all the paperwork, to have those communications. You've got the legal team for a start. If they can't get in and do things and it can't be done remotely, or if Roger chooses not to do it remotely, <laughs> then realistically, it's, it's not going to happen for a while. So the 60-day period, if we go from the 23rd of March, ended last Friday. And mm -hmm. today was the first official league day back in. Um, now, Mike Fisher said he hadn't heard anything, basically. Don't count on it, but he was going to ask the question. So we'll wait and see what he comes back with. So it could be, it's basically any point from sort of now moving forward, we yeah. may well hear something about Randy Gregory. Hopefully. So, Jamie, I know myself and yourself were talking on draft night 2016. When we draft, when we got Gregory, I think the two of us were were over the moon that night. So tell us about Randy Gregory, the player, oh. and what he could bring to what he could bring to the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's pretty hard to tell him because we've only seen flashes of him of what he did mm -hmm. at Nebraska, and he just and sadly he's obviously had the off-field issues, and yeah, yeah. I say at the time of CBA that what he was doing and, and not condoning the use of marijuana or anything like that but it's not a performance enhancing drug so I think some of the suspensions for that and just across the league entirely it's probably a bit harsh um, like I say again not, not condoning the use of it but he's, is he is he gaining an edge in his performance by using it? No D does he need to get help? He clearly needs to get help with it um, so Fingers crossed. Now that I said, and I know I've said this twice now, that he's he's not using it to um, enhance his performance. So fingers crossed. Now there's something in place to say, look, not so much that they'll allow it as such. I mean, they'll frown upon it still, but they can still play. Um, maybe we're now we'll see the Randy Gregory that was coming out of college. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the other the other kind of big news this week. The, the, the news that keeps on giving and refuses to go away from us. Hmm. And uh, for, for, for me, as a, as a defensive back guy, Jamal Adams, it refuses to go away. Yeah. He's, on, he's on the out with the Jets again. Um, they, he wants the extension now. The Jets are not interested in even talking to him about it. Really? Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're looking to push it out. Uh, I had a look at his uh, his cap numbers earlier this afternoon because I'm a geek like that, but uh, he he's not making very much this year. So, uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts in general on um, on the possibility of trading for for Jamal Adams? Would you do it? We we spoke about this building to the draft. I'm not, I would have given that mm -hmm. pick, no disrespect to Ceedee Lamb. I would have given our first round pick this year for him. This deal needs to happen. We are. Desperate for a playmaking defensive back. Um, we need someone like Jamal Adams. Like you say, he's, he's cap it's not that bad this year. First and a third. Um, yeah, I'm I know I, I'm, I'm making that deal. I know there was reports coming out the last couple of days saying that if the Cowboys want to come into play, the Jets would potentially listen for a first rounder and potentially Michael Gallup. Um now, if that's what it's going to cost, I, I, I would probably not be too happy, only because, like I say, no disrespect to CeeDee Lamb, but this is his first year in the league. Um, he's probably not going to be as productive as he might be down the next couple of years. 
Now, if we had a playmaking tight end, a la, mm. um, what Gronk used to be in terms of that, then I, I would potentially be happy to give up Gallup, but we haven't got that kind of tight end. So if they want a first and <laughs> Gallup, they can, they can take themselves off and jog on. But yeah, first and, first, first and the third. I'm, I'm making Hold that <laughs> Here's my two cents on this, right? The talk about putting Michael Gallup there, right? I can understand why, because he is, I think, he, correct me if I'm wrong, he is in his last year of his contract as well, right? No, Michael Gallup's not. Is he not? All oh, right, so. He's in, this is his third year, so he's uh, not in what? the final year. Right, okay, right, right. Yeah, third of four, yeah. Right, so if, it would have been a different story if he was in his last year of his contract, but even still, if that's the case, then <sighs> obviously a first rounder needs to be given up for, for Adams. Yeah. But but if we were to trade, if we were to trade Michael Gallup, and I don't want us to, I love Michael Gallup. I think he's fucking amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? <sighs> The Jets would need to add something on top of Jamal Adams. I'm sorry, but they need to. Like, yeah. if, they, if they give us a second round plus Adams for a first and Gallup, that'd be a fair trade. In a way. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. But, but, if they, but if they want the first and the fault, no. No chance no. for it. Jerry is in no way want to give up those extra picks. I mean, <laughs> I keep going back to my favourite pick. I mean, we fucking got a fucking great D tackle in the third round this year. Like, who mm. knows? We might, who knows who we might get next year or the year yeah. after, depending what we trade away to get Adams. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's, <sighs> but I think well, that, Jamie. I think as well looking at it, what. With, with the potential of this team that everyone's said, and it's been a couple of years now, that this team could potentially go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a couple of pieces missing, but we should be on the cusp of, of at least a deep playoff run. So, giving up the 17th last year, you, you could, or sorry, this year, you could have potentially said, you know what, that's pretty high. Now, for what this team is predicted to do, this pick could be fur- no, next year's first round pick could be further down the first round. That's why you need to make it happen because it could end up, although it's a first round, it could end up being a steal because it could end up being a mid to high 20s pick. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. Here's an RB um, scenario for you guys. And I want to get your guys input on it. It's just, let's just say Jamal Adams plays out his last year of his contract, mm. becomes a free agent. Well, no, no, not person, not one person yeah. even mentioned that. See, the yeah. thing is, the Jets still have the option of his fifth-year contract, of his of his contract. So he still has two years effectively with the Jets, and the Jets have Jets have pretty much said, "We're not going to talk an extension, but we're keeping you for five years." He can do a Jalen Ramsey if he wanted to, and that's. That's the other side of it that I would say, right? If he wants to be Jalen Ramsey, do you want him in your dressing room? But if he if he's that adamant just to play for us, yeah, I would take him. If he, like, he, he's, he's even said it out in public. He's like, 
It's like yeah. The only, only team I want one team I want us to trade trade me for is Dallas. But yeah. at what cost? I like, don't see. I don't see him cutting off his nose to spite his face there. As as much as he wants this, and he really does, Jamal. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's it's blatantly yeah. obvious he does. <clears throat> I don't see him going to that extent of being Jalen Ramsey 2.0 and doing that kind of thing. I just don't see it. Now, I he's a, the yeah, he's, he's, ever he's, since... He's a, he's a lot more professional than Ramsey. Let's be fair. Exactly. That's why I you don't think that'll happen. I thought this was going to happen one way or the other at some point since Byron walked or was allowed to go because mm-hmm. otherwise we, we just have nothing there. The bit that sucks for me is that it may well not be this year because, like you said, there are still two more years. The fact of the matter is, at the minute, all the stories that have come out about there being this rift between him and the Jets, it's all a complete load of bollocks. There's absolutely nothing going on. The only thing that's really changed is um, they've turned around and said, now, no, we are keeping you. Our aim is to keep you for the next two years. We want to do a deal with you, but with everything going on right now and everything else we're going to deal with, our focus is not doing an extension with you two years early as much as you feel you need it. You've got to love New York. You've got to love New York. Both teams suck. <laughs> yeah, yep. but, um, I would love him on this team, but a first and a third is ridiculous. If he goes out to the market, I am concerned that someone will pay that. In in which case, or some some other sort of system that's you know yeah. clear trades and the rest of it, someone will bite and pay that kind of thing, regardless of where Jamal wants to go. Because at the end of the day, he doesn't have a choice until he's a UDFA. Yeah, well, so that's right. Not usually, he's a free agent. So yeah, it, it, it's it's irrelevant where he wants to go. Really, in a trade, it, it really is. It's brilliant if he lands in Dallas. That's obviously where he wants to go. But if mm-hmm. Philly want and want to jump in ahead of us and Sagan, then Philly can go do that. I really hope it doesn't happen, but it could happen. I would I would rather pay him top whack for what the market would be at mm. that time than yeah than what the Dolphins did with Byron Jones. And that's no disrespect to Byron Jones, but he just did not deserve that contract. Well, don't forget Byron's a, a, a proper cover cornerback, whereas oh, yeah. Jamal, Jamal is more of a centre-of-the-field yeah. safety hard yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, don't, don't get me wrong, but I just think for what he, for what he got, it, it was going to be one of those teams like Miami that had a shitload of cap money. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look, look, yeah. look, look, look at what they, they've what they've already paid for defensive backs. And coming from, but they, they didn't they take one in the first round again as well this year. So yeah. they're going to be in a similar situation four or five years down the line when they, where they potentially will have to then pay another DB. And don't forget, they also have Davian Howard, who is yeah. the second highest paid cornerback in the league. You know, yeah. they might have they might have two shot down corners. That they're they're paying Jesus fifteen percent of their capita, you know, for two corners. That 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 Thank doesn't you. strike me as right. I stand by my statement. Both New York teams don't know what the fuck they're doing. But if it gets into a bidding war, sorry, bro. If it gets into a bidding yeah. war, we are not getting Jamal Adams. That's a, that. That's what I think. If it, if it gets to the point where he's he is where they thought. This time, sort of last week, we thought, okay, wow. this could potentially happen when he's put out and everyone just bids, we're going to lose. We're not going to get him. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh. Well, if yeah, it's yeah. a case of they only engage with us, yes, I think there is a very serious potential we could get him. 
Here, here's my type of argument. If a, if a player really wanted to play for us, like th- this is this is what I would do, right? I would say, well, okay, right. If if so be it, I want to get traded. I want to go to one team and one team only. I've made that statement, right? But if I do become a free agent, there's only one team I want to play for. Uh, I'll like, I'll for that, Paul. Right. No, but 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 honestly, like, see, but see for me, see for me, well. if, I, see for me, if I was a if I was a fan of any particular team and they were interested in me, I would take a pay cut. I would because it's yeah. a team I've always wanted to yeah. play for. Like, that's, I mean, let me, like, don't get me wrong. Like, take, like, I know this is a. It's not exactly the best example, and he wasn't really necessarily a fan of the team. But in hindsight, he did the best thing for the team and also whatever and that's Tom Brady he took the pay cut to accommodate other yep. players yeah. I know yeah. I know, but, but you know where I'm coming from though right so yeah, yeah. But, but the the other side of that though is flip this back two years right and no, we were in the problem. exact we were in the exact same situation yeah. we had a player who approached our head coach and said come get me come on get me yes on the on the field. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you're you're saying a hometown discount, and he didn't want to do it. He wants well, the money, and he's involved more. But, but who knows? He might be available next year. This is one of the only things, though, that really pisses me off when it comes to kind of this time of the year. And don't get me wrong; it, it is amazing that Jamal has come out and said, "I want to be a Dallas Cowboy." But you put it on the flip side. It then it screws the team essentially because if he's coming out and saying I want to play for the Dallas Cowboys, the only team I want to play for is the Dallas Cowboys. That drives our price up. So if we go out to trade for him, they're going to want more from us because they know how much that he wants to play for us. Mm. Whereas, That's a very good argument, Jamie. Very yeah. good argument, Chris. It's it's because we are the most valuable franchise out there we've got the money we've got the capital whatever like most successful in terms of business and plus everybody hates us as well so (laughs) yeah there's that as well but whenever you mention dallas cowboys in any type of trade or anything like that it becomes more than what it should be if you were Mm. trading if you were trading from the the browns to i don't know jacksonville you're talking about a fair trade yeah. But yeah. when it comes to the Cowboys, you're going to overcompensate probably because yeah. it's the the media behind it. It's like, oh, Daz have made a trade. Everyone's losing their shit, you know? Mm. But, well, that's the point. But there's it, there's no surprise from a player perspective that a lot of people turn around and say, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna go play for Dallas. You know, I got family in Dallas. Yeah. And everyone grew up a Dallas fan. But there's only one reason everyone, nearly every pro out there, says they're a Dallas Cowboys fan. And it's the money. At the end of the day, people are in this for the money. Jamal Adams wants to be paid more. He wants a deal two years early because he wants more money and he wants more guaranteed money. Even if he comes to Dallas and he comes on a, a team-friendly deal and Jerry ropes him in with a no-income tax in, in, in Dallas, even though that's irrespective because it depends on where you play your games, <laughs> he will still make money here because of all the endorsement deals and all the rest of it he will get because of the focus that this team has. Everyone mm. is drawn here for the money, not because they genuinely grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's my perspective of it. You know Jamal what? Adams, I think, 
very careful of because he, he does he wants money. Like, I blame him, but he wants money. Just to support your argument there, Richard, just to support that, Melvin Gordon, perfect example. Remember? There you go. Remember him in the draft? He wore the star during an ESPN interview. He says, oh, yeah, um, that's the team I really support. Yeah, yeah, I, wa- I wonder why. Then look what happened. This draft stock higher than it should have been. He got dried by the Chargers. He did well for them, but then he got way too greedy when it comes to the negotiating new contract. Mm. Now he's playing ball in Denver now. Denver. Yeah. Because so, irrespective of what these people think and irrespective of what the Dallas front office actually thinks, it's all well and good in you know Bill Thomas coming up and saying, oh, yeah, Come get me, coach. I, you know, I only want to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Irrespective of whether he actually wants to or not, and irrespective of whether the front office actually goes, yeah, okay, we could use someone like that. Like you said, the second Dallas Cowboys get mentioned, NFL Network runs with it. Everyone else runs with it. ESPN yeah. runs with it. Every yeah. man and his dog will run with it. His stock automatically goes up. Therefore, every other team thinks they have to beat Jerry Jones. It We're the world's team. Twice. We're the world's team. What, what, what else can we say? <laughs> We're exactly like Marmite. You either love, love it or hate it. And we Jamie. Like, and no one can stop talking about it. Just to add what to, to what Rich says, well, in fact, look at how many times this team plays primetime games. Pretty much yep. half the season. Mike Skevin, you name it. You put you put it, you put yourself back in a um in, in the limelight. So even if he was a free agent and he signed a two-year deal, he's going to play nearly 50% of his games on primetime TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the, ne- the next area we're going to look at is not so much our roster makeup, but what other free agents are, are still out there that could improve this team. So before, before so I, got- I send... Before I, before before we we got on the call, I sent you a, a, a top one hundred. Rich is dying to get in here with someone. <laughs> What's my favourite word? Apart from clown. No, that that's it. Clown. Clown. Yeah. Clowny. <laughs> I want clowny. You want clowny? I All second right. that. I second that. I don't care. Like... Clowny, I want in that linebacker call. That will be linebacker. He's a lineman. The best. He's a deal layman. He's a deal layman. Anyway, I want him. You want him. See, I've, I'm, I've been a clown. I want him. Jamie, do you want your Damien Clowney? Yeah, I'm surprised he's still on that list. But yeah, let's get him in. Get him in. Can never right. two rushes. So, so, so the way we're, we're going at the minute, we're going to have a, a, a defensive end core of D Law, <laughs> Alden Smith. Randy Gregory, Jadavian Clowney, uh, am I forgetting anyone? Keep, keep, talking. keep talking. This is, this, is, this is music to my fucking ears here. We need keep to start taking bets on Darren how to these Jaylen things take before he mentions. Can, can, these play, can these guys play DB? Antoine Wears, <laughs> Tyron Crawford, uh, my boy. Uh, <laughs> so... So I, I think we're all in agreement anyway. Yeah, definitely Jadavian Clowney is an end that we're all we're all interested in. Anyone else that's sticking out to you? I think for, for me, I'm just looking at the list just now. 
Yeah. Add Ryan or even Kirkpatrick just to add some veterans in, in that secondary. Yeah, I'm, in terms of veterans and yeah. in terms of the only thing that concerns me is age and ability of that yeah. age. And it would be... And, this might cause some type of reaction from you guys, but it would be a keep to leap. I would not be averse to keep to leap at all. Wouldn't be because he's thirty-four years old. He's not going to get any better. But the knowledge he can pass on to these younger players mm. for for likes of uh, Xavier Woods and everybody else, like yeah, it can yeah. be very foundation. Found like bring a really good foundation of experience mm. to say. Oh, that wee quick step can this means that that they can the reads they can help them with the reads a little bit better and stuff like that. So yeah. um also the other one I saw still and he's so ranked down it's our boy Ronald Leary. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like he's, number number forty nine, like he's only thirty one years old. That's like a good peak for being an offensive lineman at that age. Yeah. That's where you play your best years. My personal pick, like, like, like oh, I'm not saying that because personal myself, because yeah. <laughs> I'm not exactly a pro, but <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to throw this out here, and I was, I was kind of holding this back during the Jamal Adams talk. So when we went, when we approached them earlier in the year about about trading for Jamal for a first, they turned around to us and said they wanted Zach Martin or Tyron Smith. Now, I'm not. I'm not giving up either of those. But well, right? I would. I would tell them to royally fuck off. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But right, if if we could go towards um, the Jets and offer them a package of a first, the conditional third we're going to get for um, Byron Jones and one of Connor McGovern or Connor Williams. And that allows us to bring back in Ron Leary. Who then slots back in at left guard. What 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 would the thoughts be? I'd keep my drum, that's for sure. So you, you you'd you'd be willing to give Connor Williams up? Yeah, like personally don't get me wrong, I really do like Connor Williams. He wants to play for Dallas and stuff like that, but I just feel I just don't know. It just he's no from when we drafted him to last season. I didn't see much progression in terms of his physicality. I will remind you though, he absolutely kept Aaron Donald in check when we played the Rams in the policy. He did. He did. Uh, give you know. like, like, like credit is definitely due, um, but I think Solafilo is def- definitely at the time. Solafilo's gone. I know that. I know that. I know. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. that he's going back. But yeah. that game during that game, yeah. he, he deserved a lot of credit for that game as well. That's why. Yeah. He, that's why he's moved on for a better contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that is a big. And no one's actually talked about that. That's just a bit of a big big hit. Mm. It's like so. Even though we'd never really talked to, talked about Solo Field that much, but whenever he was on the field, he did his job to a T. Mm. He filled yeah. that. He filled that role really well. And I was hoping we can hoping we could see him longer term, but that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, I don't pull the trigger because, like you said, at the end of the day, we've got a third round conditional, and if they want a first and the third, I'm already okay. We're giving a first. 
Shall I just give away basically an extra third round pick? I can sleep at night. Me personally, if I'm the GM, mm. give them what they want, get Jamal Adams, hope they go for it. Okay, brilliant. If they want to tack much else onto that, realistically, I'm telling them to trot on because a first and a third is more than enough for Jamal Adams. Mm. Definitely not both of those and the player, anyone really on the roster. I wouldn't trade anyone on the thinking practice squad on top of a first and third for Jamal Adams. As much as I want him, no, yeah. I'd then get Ron Leary back, have a competition between those guys of who's going to start and have your best five guys starting at the line, mm. which you should always do anyway. And then hopefully get Clowney in as well if you can't get in Jamal Adams anyway. But if you can make Clowney work as well, then that would just be absolutely amazing. But if you don't work yeah. Jamal, then you can't make that work. In my opinion, you have to go and get Clowney because yeah. there's the whole discussion of everyone's in two schools of thought, it seems. You're either you, you, you're amazing on the line and that eases things up in the backfield or you, you're amazing in the backfield and that eases up things for your pass rush. But mm. If you're going to go by that chain of thought, then it's one or the other. You have to go and get one or the other. Mm. So... If you could get both, that'd be amazing. I don't realistically think it happens, but I, I don't make I don't make that deal. I yeah. don't. First and the third is my ceiling. Yeah. That's Jamie. Awesome. Yeah. I know Paul's mentioned it a couple of times, but this is that's why the Jets suck and why the Jets have had a trash team for years. Their GMs think that the Cowboys are going to give up one of two of the best all-line players in the league. Not like I say, no disrespect to Jim Adams. You know, guys, mm. you don't give up. An anchor like that on, on the line, yeah. on the defensive side, when we had so many problems anyway that needed to be fixed. Yeah, we've addressed them gradually, but yeah. Um, although it's tempting to bring Lou, I just know the Cowboys clearly love McGovern. They, they never even interviewed him in the draft process, so there's something that they realise so they're not going to give up on him yet. And we've seen flashes of Williams, of what he can do. And I think mm. just more, more so the, the age of what he is, that there's still a couple of years there where he, you're going to get you're gonna get the improvement that you're going to want to see. And like Rich says, first and third is my ceiling. I'm not giving up anything else for him. Yeah. You don't want to first yeah. and third, then, then you can stay shit for however long you want to yeah. be. Yeah. Like, I think, Jamie, you make a good point there in terms of Connor Williams is still only 22 years of age. I mean, he's a child in terms of offensive line play. But, Paul, I know you were going to jump back in there, so yep. take it away. So, I know we're talking about, like I said, Jamal Adams, New York Jets. Take that out of the equation. Looking at who's there available, based on the list that we've got right now, sitting at number eight as the top three agents is Eric Reed. Yeah. Safety. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy can ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean... That would definitely fill a, a, a complete void for like Sir Jeff Heath, for, for sure. Yeah. But he's definitely not the same level as Adams, by all means. Mm. But yeah. it's still an improvement. I wouldn't say, well, improvement, yeah, potentially, yeah. Depending how he fits in within the system, what he can do. But he's only 28 years old. Mm. And, he's a, and he's a free agent, so we can probably get him a, a probably better deal in terms of hit without hitting yeah. the salary cap in terms of the where we need to give up for the the future like draft picks and all that type of stuff so that's definitely an option we could look at as well as Eric mm-hmm. Reid yeah who would you have him uh, yeah. and Akib Talib for a bridge player for 
Oh, well, that's a good question, actually. Because I'm, re- I'm a big supporter of um, of experienced players passing, in, passing down knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to see Talib, maybe, but logically, I'm more in favour of Eric Reid, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, because he, he's been in the league for about six seasons at mm. least. He's got yeah. a good, he has got a lot of experience, not as much as like Talib has at least six more. Like he's had over what thirteen years in the NFL, where like Eric Reid has about six or seven years since he got drafted. Yeah. So, but still, those certain amount of years playing for Carolina when he played under Ron Riviera, all those mm. years where he is a defensive type of coach. There's some things that we could probably still learn from Reed that it can pass on to the other safeties coming for, coming in. So, and there's less to give away. That's mm-hmm. the, that's more more kind of favour. I'm kind of more thinking yeah. year after year after year, like continually progressing. Is that you sound very like, similar to my chain of thought of basically my heart wants to keep to leave, my brain wants Eric Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the same reason for for a bridge player, because like you said, you want someone who can still come in and teach guys because they're gonna they're probably gonna leave maybe after just one year, so it's yeah. maybe only a one year bridge. Yeah. Because if this if you look from the historical thing of or semi historical of this team doesn't really pay that much big money to safety, say okay Jamal Adams is out of the picture. Realistically, yeah. you're probably stuck until we draft someone. So I could just pull that down again um, until we draft someone. So you're looking for a bridge player. So you've got to leave or read mm, the one yep. that's probably mm. the most capable of playing to a higher standard whilst still teaching the younger guys is read as much as i would want to leave and i think he yep. would be better for that teaching aspect which i love as well mm-hmm. i do think it makes more sense i definitely think for more impact player and that's what mccarthy's looking for he wants to try and get the best players available on yep. the field mm. Does Talib have that impact with his age? Have that same effect? I really don't think so, personally, for me. Like, why would you say, like, it, it was like last year, having, like, well, that's a completely different scenario where mm. we, had, we had Jason Witten on for that one year. Yeah. Like, but he didn't really help out um, Jarwin no. in a way. It didn't, and then it didn't help Dalton as well. Like, yeah, like, but if if I look at it this way, right, we brought in Daryl Worley, we brought in Fabian, or not that, um, Morris Kennedy, they're kind of your bridge players at corner. I think Derek Reed would would be a good bridge at safety because we've very little there and we've very little that, like, Xavier Woods is out of contract at the end of this year, as far as I know. Yeah. Ha has a one year deal, but. Jamie, what are your thoughts on that? Like, in terms of bringing in one or the other, uh, you can make an, an argument for both. I'm just going to throw another name out there just to see what people say. And I know he's been out of the game for a year, mm-hmm. um, giving him a chance to kind of get over his injury worries, um, and more so probably just maybe depending obviously how much of training camp we get to see what we've got. But what about Eric Berry? I was talked about before. Um... Just I think, I think, I think a few of us mentioned it a, a couple of months ago. Like I say, yeah. just to see what he's got. Well, well, don't give him that. I think if, if I was Mike McCarthy, I still bring him in. But if he, like, 
I just don't think it, he's going to be that same impactful player that he was at Kansas City. No. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Try, I'm not. I'm definitely not Mike, Mike McCarthy's bloody psychic or anything like that. But I can see him just kind of looking more towards younger players. Uh, that they can, you can yeah. get more more longevity toward out them to kind of think of it like more like keep the steep uh, the the train going, like add a little bit of coal. How long is it going to last to burn? Like just keep it on a steady pace, going like reaching it higher and higher and higher up to the top. No, no, that's, that's it, it, just another one I was just flicking through. And, um, but like I say, Reid or Otterleib, like I say. Yeah. Like I said, Talib, though, um, that would definitely be like a one-year contract. There's no way we're going to mm. get a, lo- a longer deal. Whereas um, Reid, he's still young. He's not even he's not even 30 yet. He's 20. Yeah. Yeah. We, can, we can give him a three-year contract. Gives us enough time to kind of do some more research on the next up and coming safeties, not yeah. next year, but the the year after, and kind of change our priorities when it comes to that. So there, there is that change where we can like we've got this cover for three years. Now we can actually focus elsewhere. But hopefully that. But again, yeah. does the argument does this type of player fit in our system? What we want to do, that always remains to be seen during training camp. Always yeah. though, yeah. He potentially tides you over until the Jamal Adams bidding war. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I just as much as I really love to see Adams in the silver and blue and white, uh, at what cost? Like we, we, yeah. we gave up a first rounder for Cooper, and it turned out to be amazing. Mm. And yeah, but not everything is guaranteed. Not everything. No. And yeah. even though that would be fair, that would be more than fair. The Jets aren't going to go for anything less. So yeah, uh, that's because they're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> they're clowns. They're, they're absolute clowns. I completely agree with you, but they don't have to change that. I'm going to have a dig at them. I'm sorry, but who are they to judge? Of all the years, of all the years, the Jets have done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Jesus. That was the dog snoring. <laughs> that was, I was going to say, which end was that? No, it, it, it wasn't from my... I was glad. That's for sure. Um, all I'm going to say is like, the, the New York Jets, over the course of years, they drafted, butt fumble, they've, they passed out in Warren Sapp, so who are they to judge? Yeah. Like, who... How are they, like, no one's going to take them serious. Never. And I'm, and, I, and I'm sorry, I've got some friends who are Jets fans. If they ever were to watch this, I'm sorry, but your team's trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, o- the only issue, could you even really say it's an issue? I think the only one worry um, about the Adams deal is that he's coming up so much to his, his, obviously, his next contract. And he's playing at such a high level. Is he then going to go missing when he gets this big deal and then you won't pay? Like, look at Brandon Card. He was... And no disrespect to him, I mean, quality cornerback, hit the free agency, played really well, building up to his last up to his last year. Hit free agency, we give him a massive contract, and he pretty much just went missing. And but yeah, and that's, so that's that would be the only worry. But for, they said that just the upside there is amazing, but it's just yeah, yeah, like I. I I, I, I don't think you can judge judge 
going for a trade on that or dealing in free agency. You know, I, I think you've, you've all kind of alluded to the point. Look, if Jamal Adams is potentially the missing piece in this jigsaw and you're going to give up a first-round pick, that first-round pick is going to be in the late 20s or 30s. So what you're going to get, you're not going to get a first-round talent player at that point. So are you better to have that first-round talent on your roster right now helping you potentially win the Super Bowl? Because we're in a situation, we're in a two- or three-year window, really, with this team. So for, for me, I think I'd go for it right now if it could be done. Was the was, I can't remember if there was was the rumours that we'd on draft night had kind of looked at trying to trade for Adams on draft night because that, what I'm thinking is then did the Cowboys rate it, 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 it was just smoke in the wind, Jamie. Yeah. It was it was all yeah. smoke. Jerry um, Jerry knew what he wanted. Like he couldn't believe his luck that we had C D Lamb yeah. in our laps. Mm. And he and he drafts that opportunity with both of his hands there, and you can sort of smile his face in his million dollar yacht. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was just thinking more. Was it that they thought the upside for CD Lamb was worth keeping the seventeenth pick for and not pursuing Adams, and they say maybe waiting another year and giving them. Like you say, a first round pick that's essentially a second because of how low it's going to be because they see more of an upside on yeah. Lamb than Adams. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a pick at number 17 directly just for Adams. We're in a situation where the Jets need anything that you get, and there were some good quality players in that area. They could have got CD Lamb. They need wide receivers as mm. well. I mean, if I was the Jets, I would have made that trade. Just a just a simple just first round pick and that's it. If if I if I were the Jets, I'd um, I'd move to London. <laughs> yeah. Not if not if the Jags beat them. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh, it's like it's now it's now beta- it's now becoming the roast of all the shit teams. <laughs> yeah. I I I've another name here that I that I saw. Um, I couldn't believe he was still a free agent. Is um, Darren Lee linebacker? I've just yeah. seen him on the. I can't believe how young he is. Well, sorry, Brian, but yeah, yeah. No, take it, take it away, Jamie. Go for it. No, just when you say that, with how low on the list he is as well in terms of yeah. the rankings, I thought it would have been a lot higher than we were. Yeah, like I, like I remember Darren Lee on that. Uh, I know I, I keep harping back to this team, but that Ohio State team that won the, the, the first college playoff yeah. back in 2015. Darren Lee was one of their leaders on defense. The guy was everywhere. When, when you look at what he did back then and what he's done in the league, I know he's had injury issues, but he's one of those sideline-to-sideline side type linebackers that we seem to be working with now in terms of Jalen yeah, and Lee. Yeah, exactly. So if you can bring in another one of those sideline-to-sideline side type defenders, for your for your playing in it's nickel, I think is where you're playing with five DBs, isn't it? You know that you have someone there. I mean, God knows, all of us love Sean Lee. We we can't say anything better about the man, but you're not guaranteed fifteen or sixteen games. Yeah, and maybe it's time that we start looking at adding a third guy there. Well, here, and there's, 
Just to add that on top of it, when you mentioned Darren Reed, the next person below, and I know I keep going back to safety, is uh, Tedrick Thompson from Seattle. Mm. And, and he's only 25 and, and, as well. He's 20, as well, exactly. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I think it might be, if I was, like, I, well, I don't, like I said, I know I have bloody psyche, but I can see McCarthy going for more younger players to kind of grow that relationship and build them across. Yeah. You know? So... The, from the way it sounded to me, and it was good that you mentioned Sean Lee, because what he sounds to me is like a young Sean Lee. Yeah. So are you okay with having a younger version of Sean Lee on this team? Yes! Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. And not just that, we can we can have two general leads if we want to. No. Yeah. I mean, if if you're if you're looking at your packages where you have you you only have two def, two two linebackers in, you have Leighton, you have Jalen, both injury issues. You have Darren Lee there as well if you could add him, and you have the general himself. You have yes. you have strong core with. With the likes of Joel Thomas, who can come in and be your third down linebacker, who can play coverage as well, you know, I mean that's that's his wheelhouse. Here's something to add in as well. What if we switch up from a four front to a three front? Now you've got four linebackers. There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go. You've got your, you your Sam, Mike, Pirate, and fuck, I can't remember the other one. Well. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And you got three guys and Jalen. You, you could still send Jalen. Yeah, you still you have three Jalen. Still, as you said, as you as you both alluded to earlier, Alden Smith is looking like a Greek god. You can put him at outside linebacker and let him rush from there. You know, there's, there's, I know Paul, you you'd know more on specifics of it, but there's not much of a difference between an outside linebacker and defensive end in terms of. Where there, they're rushing from, there there is there is a bit of a difference. Um, yeah, if you're playing as a pure solely defensive lineman, your one job and one job on it is to put is to put pressure on that offensive line, force them back. Hit. Yeah, get to the if you're especially if you're pass rushing from the outside, is try and get try and get off the block as quickly as possible. But if you're running inside, it's just to try and collapse that pocket as much as you can. But whereas an outside linebacker, yeah, you can. There's different type of stunts where you you look as though you are going to rush then, but you can still drop back in coverage. That's the yeah. main thing is coverage. Like you're st- even though you're an outside linebacker, like coverage is still the, one of the other fundamentals of being a linebacker. Like yeah. I'm like I, I've never played I never played linebacker, but in terms of when when I played in that, we always had at least one linebacker that always blitzed. And we always alternate it in terms of like just to give the offense different reads, and you know what I mean. So, mm. the it's more of that type of hybrid position. It can yeah. be, but like I said, primarily it's more down to like reading what the quarterback's going to do. If if an outside linebacker and it's a run play, they would they're trying to try and force that running back out of bounds without yeah. like move them as lateral as possible. Like, and and they can change the update like if they feel so it's going to be a pass play and depending on how many wide receivers are at one side that weak side if they're on the weak side they're going to blitz they are going to blitz mm. if it's on the weak side so for example there's um one wide receiver on the left and, f- and three on the right 
and there's only just a quarterback, you know it's going to be a pass. Yeah. Right. And if you're on the weak side where there's only one wide receiver, there's already a cornerback there, and you've already got your free safety behind you, it's uh, it, you're more or less going to say, okay, I've pretty much got myself a free shot here. Mm-hmm. Like, because my defensive end, he's going to either double teamed or he's going to force the left tackle or uh, left tackle or right tackle, whatever, to put his attention on me. And I'm just going to swoop in on the outside or mm-hmm. throw a stunt, move more back into the center row for a blitz and just take that, uh, hit the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, um, one other area that I think we all kind of thought we might address during the draft. Now, I know we did pick up two guys in the undrafted, is tight end. And a name that's kind of sticking out to me here is Jordan Reed. Mm. Would, it, would you guys I, be interested? No. 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 Collective no? Okay. <laughs> we'll it's move along. Three worlds in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give an angle. Jordan Reed is, is he is a talented player, but yeah, what ship is he in? Let's be honest. But I mean, yeah. and that's what thing is. If if he weren't if he weren't injured, they wouldn't have got rid of him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's, 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 like, he was the he was the Redskins' best player. Let's be honest. Yeah, like, for for several years in a row, he was their best player. It was was their tight end, Jordan Reed, and to yeah. let him go and. Missing so many X, X amount of games and giving, giving an extension or whatever, and that mm. what do we yeah. know? So, yeah, yeah, no, they don't do anything with tight end until next year's draft, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good upcoming tight ends coming out next year as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but you gotta, but you gotta I, see. I'm actually, like I said, I'm really happy with that. With the fact that, that in previous shows that I'm we got Jarwin for those three years, yeah, like that's a that's you a good thing. You have to see what Jarwin you have to give Jarwin a full year and see what he does because he never got it, yeah, exactly. He never got it, he never got it the one when Witten was gone, and then when Witten mm-hmm. came back, he still didn't get it. We everyone knew he Jarwin was going to lose reps, and everyone thought we hope he's not gonna, but he's gonna. And it's because, going to be yeah. whenever he was in the field, he always didn't make an impact. Whether it was a blocking play yeah. or exactly. whether it was a passing play, he helped yeah. help wide receivers get more open. Because if it's like for a tight end, he yeah. is actually really quick for a tight yeah. end. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. you have to see what he can do. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Just know where you are uh, going into next year's draft. You have to see yeah. what he can do in a full year's I'm, worth. Of I'm, work. I'm all I'm all for the Blake Jarwin train. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we also have to look at what we have with Dalton Schultz. He's, he's gone into his third season. Yeah. As I say, we still don't know. I mean, I think I think Blake Bell is going to actually be one of our best pickups. Dalton still does a good job as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, Jarman's going to beat him in terms of depth chart now. Yeah. Um, but when Dalton does come on, he can make some really important plays depending on what the situation is. But I can see him yeah. being he's definitely more that third down tight end, I would say. Yeah. I think I think the for from what I watched, like the, the disappointing thing for me with Dalton Schultz was we were continually told he was coming out of a pro style offense and he gets pancaked repeatedly or he gives up penalties. Yeah. I think there was one game where he gave up three penalties in about five plays. You know, yeah. and and we need better than that. And I like that's where I think well, Blake Bell is gonna 
is going to supplant him as the inline as the blocking tight well, end, well, that, and that, Darwin Darwin as the receiving tight end in those yeah. those twelve man. That, that, well, that, that's the problem uh, with, like you said, with Schultz there, is like, he's better at catching than he has at blocking. <laughs> like, sure. And if you're being a tight end, you are pretty much an extra offensive lineman in theory. Yeah. You need to yeah. know how to, you need to know not to grab at all. If a referee sees you grasping that hand in front of that chest plate and looks as though that you're, if your hand, like say for example, I'm here, my hands go like that, or like that, mm. it's going to be holding, because mm. it looks as though that, that, de- that defensive lineman or linebacker is getting away from you. It's always make sure, try and keep it as close to you, keep them as close to your chest plate as much as you can. And that's what, and that's what kind of cost them. Just doesn't know how to kind of keep them close if they try to block them and just uh, down, down block them as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting distracted with the dog. He's, he's, <laughs> so, Jamie, was there anyone else or any other position that you saw on that list that that, that interested you, or that you think we could do with strengthening, or you're, are you happy with 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 what we've discussed so far? I think I think outside of the names that we've mentioned, I think you're then kind of clutching at straws, and you and you kind yeah. of fill up the. The bottom end of your of your roster, I and I say, just kind of going back onto the tying situation. You've got, do you know what I mean? You've you've got some young some young players in there that, yeah. Instead of draft pick, or you've invested, you've invested, regardless if it's if it's bottom bottom kind of dollar, but you're still investing them. You, you need to give them a try rather than bringing in, I say, maybe a veteran who's not who's going to maybe only play. Two or three snaps a game. You might as well give those snaps to a youngster and see what you've yeah. got. There. Yeah. Just because of the name. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be more yeah. willing. They'll be more willing to make more more sacrifices to get on the team. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we've said. I think we when we've had discussions before, just kind of off off camera, like when it gets to kind of the draft and the lower rounds and the and the undrafted free agents. Sometimes those kind of positions. Um. Kind of excite me a little bit more because, like you say, because they, they not yeah. the higher draft picks to one minute, but they're they're playing for a roster spot. They they're going to give you sometimes a little bit more because you know that first round pick is going to get three four years before you even even look at cutting him. Whereas mm-hmm. an undrafted free agent is going to get a few snaps in preseason. So and it's always good to see them guys kind of pushing and see and say and see if they can they can push off the roster because. It's yeah, a, it's a world, isn't it? You know what I mean, you're there to get a job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just to, just to kind of add on top of that, though, Jamie. Like, I mean, for example, fifth round, Bradley Annie, as well. Mm. Like, yeah, we like we a lot of scouts, not even ourselves. We had them ranked so much blood, so much higher because what production. Obviously, there's some things they can work on and stuff like that. But the guy's got some natural talent about him, and. Mm. And he's got a point to prove. He's like, okay, so I've I've been put down in the fifth round. I should have been higher. He's got to go yeah. out. Like, uh, he's got every type of player in the lower rounds. I've always got a chip in their shoulder, even undrafted yeah. players. Like Romo, perfect example. Tom Brady, perfect example. I know I keep going back to quarterbacks, but but it's because mm. it's the more popular position in terms of players that were drafted lower or undrafted and end up making a career. Yeah, it's so much. It's and it's the same goes with like 
again, like, again, for mention him again, uh, is Greg Hardy. Was he not like a sixth round, seventh round mm. draft pick? Look, yeah. look, like, like if yeah. take away the the bullshit what he did outside the football. Look yep. what he did. Look what he did in the football field. He earned a nickname called the Kraken, for example. Mm. Right, a demolishing monster that actually would just kill anything in sight. And he did that. He did that for a good solid seven years. Mm. And I've, so, I've, just to throw another name in there, and, and yeah, he's a starting quarterback. But Dak Prescott, it was fourth round pick. Yeah, and I always look at Dak, he's my mate with people, and people either like him or they hate him. But yeah, it was shit what happened, to, what happened to Tony. But he came in and he took his opportunity with poor fans and he never let go. And that's what, like you say, that's what you want from your low round picks. Yeah. And here's the thing like, if, see, for could you imagine? And here's, I want to get your address tonight. I know I'm kind of going off topic here. So we had that press drop. We've had Tony Romo. Not in a, not within three rounds of a draft. Can you imagine if we did draft Paxton Lynch? What would, what, what would, that, what would have happened? Ooh, I think we'd move swiftly along from that one. Like, oh. just, Jason Garrett that. would have gone sooner. Yeah, well, well, there's that. We would have been gone three years ago. <laughs> there's that. There's definitely that. The reason I'm saying that is because, and I'm I'm calling out our own fans here. I'm calling them out, the haters, right? Mm. Like, what more do you want from a fourth round draft pick, an undrafted draft pick who set records for the franchise? What yeah. more do you want? Obviously, a Super Bowl. That is obvious. But it's not always on the quarterback. It's a team. It's a team effort. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't always pinpoint, like, there's only one, one person you can pinpoint it on. That's the coach. We resolved yeah. that issue. Hopefully, we can move forward from that. Now, do you, do you know, we just be saying that and kind of just say we're off topic again, but kind of going back to the Romo situation. And not, not to sound and I've said this to a lot of people, and if you say if you look through tweets years ago, Romo wasn't the reason that we was 8 and 8. He was the reason we were eight and eight. If it yeah. wouldn't be for Tony, we would have been shit for years. He had a yeah. core team around him, and we were only five hundred because of the play that Tony made. Yeah, that's very but true. People don't see that with Dak Prescott. If yeah. you said to anyone going into the into that season after he was drafted, was it twenty sixteen? Yeah. If you said to anyone, a fourth round QB is going to go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers in the second round of the playoffs this year and almost win. It's going to come down to the last 12 seconds of the game. Even though he's playing on one foot, even though he's injured, it's Aaron Rodgers yeah. playing against a fourth-round quarterback. If you yeah. go in and say that that's anyone going into that year before anything had happened, you would have been laughed laughed out of there. Yeah. No one would have believed it. The moment um, he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, even though he was an injured Aaron Rodgers, the moment he went toe-to-toe with him, I was like, this is the guy, ride him all the way. They made the right decision. And we were a team that went 13-3 and three that year. We were yeah. top-ranked team. But irrespective, but irrespective of that. Yeah. Exactly, but irrespective of that, he was a rookie yeah. QB who went and played in that kind of spotlight against yeah. that personality, against that team, and came that close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same again a couple of years after when we played it. Like, 
against the Rams, unfortunately. That game was just a disaster, obviously. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. we but we had a really good strong year. Yeah. Like like near the tail end, like we were calling for Garrett's head after the Houston game for the fourth and one the mm-hmm. punt where we should have just run the ball because there was a still a chance to win the game. But we still made the playoffs and we still made a good impact to getting into the just one game away from the NFC divisional title game. Mm. Yeah. But, and again, that wasn't a game you could have laid laid the blame at that doorstep. No. That was that was the fact we had no defensive tackles. We'd no one who could stop the run in that game. You know what could yeah. no, but we still did it. And yeah, and, and it, it was it was that bit of bad that it was the backup running back that did it to us. Yeah, yeah, PJ Anderson. Yeah, and that's yeah. why it's kind of exciting this year, more so than probably the last few years. I know we had a couple of couple of ones where in fourteen and sixteen we had some re- or we had some really good potential, but our offense become very very predictable. Like you say, third down. More, I'd love to see the stats broken down. Third down. Majority of the time, we, we run the ball on third down. Even if it was third and long, we would run the ball and we would mm. play conservative ball and think, right, let's think field position. Let's let's try and get some yards yeah. off the pump. Whereas now, we've got some. We've got we've got a different philosophy. We've taken another. We've taken taken a high offensive playmaker. That so we've got three potentially high quality as as a, as a trio. For mm. receivers, we've got. Arguably one of the best running backs in the league, still one of the best offensive lines in the league. We've got, I'm, I'm going to say top 15 QB just for the fact that people can't place Dak. A lot of people say top 10, a lot of people say top 15. So if you say top 15 or anything, so you've, you've got a really high energy offense that's going to be very unpredictable this year just because of what can offer. Yeah, we've, yeah, all, we've, we've got a lot of diversity this year compared to last season. Yeah. Yeah. It, you've you've highlighted the main people there, but you've not even mentioned. I know we mentioned him earlier. You've not even mentioned Blake Jowan. You've not mentioned Tony Pollard. Mm. Yeah. But See, I think that's the side of the ball. The run defense shocking. I I will never understand how our run defense was that shocking when they have to practice a, along uh, against Ezekiel Elliott. I will never understand that. <laughs> yeah. I will never understand it. I know he held out, don't get me wrong, but still, it's ridiculous. They have to practice against that offensive line. They were practicing against the best offensive line in the freaking National Football League and still couldn't stop the Rams. Yeah, this is true. But I think, I think we've, gone, we've gone massively over time uh, as, as we were allotted. We didn't even get but I, I think I know we may have went a bit overboard, but we still haven't talked a bit one of the main issues is the rumours that has been coming out right now regarding Dak right now. Oh, oh, let's, no, I don't, oh, that's a touchy subject for me. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can do this in about 20 seconds. Go for it, Rich. Okay. Dak Prescott very recently lost his brother. If anyone was in his situation, would they really give a crap about doing a deal when they already have a franchise tag deal there that is going to get him a lot of money? Would they just not leave it, worst case scenario, till the next year? You've got more time to go. Plus, if you do get that done, then they'll go and spend money on Jamal Adams. Yeah. Potentially. Here's my 20 seconds. So, 
the four years has been what thirty five million thirty five million dollars a year. Is that correct? The 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 average per year that they're looking at is thirty five million. Yeah, right, with the fifth year being forty five. No, no fifth year. That does not want that, a fifth year. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm saying that's the talk. Yeah, about the last. Yeah, right, so, the last so if that yeah. was to yeah. get the fifth year, when you break it down and put an average within those five years, it only works out as thirty-seven million. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why everyone's getting so irate about it because, potentially, because all it is is like if you were to break up that last year and put it back into the fourth, uh, the first, second, third year, it's only two million. Added on top of what he's already earning, mm. because people like to yeah. do things very simplistically. Uh, and like I, I remember years and years ago, and it's the truest thing I ever heard. I can't remember if it was Mickey Spagnola or Brian Broaders. I think it was Brian Broaders. He said the only reason people have a problem with, I think it was Brandon Carr, was because they knew how much money he was getting paid. If people yeah. didn't know what was in these deals, they wouldn't have a problem with that getting resigned. They would people, have. No yeah. People just want people. to say. A, you know, QBA is getting paid X amount. He now mm. wants to get the same amount or a similar amount. No, I don't think he's as good in a very multifaceted situation in, in what is arguably the biggest, you know, the most team-orientated sport in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a very simplistic way of looking at it, especially when in a couple of years you've got the TV deal coming through. And that could potentially, yeah. if that deal does go through, could potentially be a very, very good team-friendly deal. And not just that, within the third year, it can actually be broken down to an extension further going down the line. Exactly. This is not even extend anything. Sorry, Brian. Go on, Jamie. No, No, I was just saying, we we talked about it. I'm going to probably sound like I'm going to contradict myself here, but we talked about it a while ago. I'm not comfortable at any position, any team paying anybody that amount of money. No person on this earth is worth $35 million a year. I don't give a shit about what what position the player or anything. I, you know what I mean? I just mean it I mean it that way. And I mean it but I think that Prescott is is the QB to take this team forward. I and I get what you're saying in terms of the breakdown, but I am mm-hmm. not happy essentially paying him Russell Wilson Miller because he's not Russell Wilson standard yet. He can get there, but I I at the minute I'm not I'm not happy to pay that amount of money. That's so, the main argument. That, that that's the main argument is because yeah. he's he's not and that yet because he's not won the big one yet. Yeah, that's fair. The, 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 and and it's a fair argument. It's like you should like you've not won the big one yet, so therefore you should be paid just below, just below. Mm. But, Go on, Rich. Final word with you. Just would you, Jamie? Would you be happy paying Russell Wilson that money? The contract he's on now. Would you be happy paying Russell Wilson that money? Yeah. Albert. So, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. The, and, like I said, and I don't want to sound like I said, I myself, but like he's, he's played at such a level he's, and he's, he say he's won it. And, and you could probably argue that he's probably played with a lesser team than Dak in terms of the offense that he's played on. He's, Seattle's always had a really good defense. I just think at the minute, I just won't be comfortable at the minute just for the fact that he's not at Russell Wilson's yeah. level. He can, I think he can get there. I just don't think he's there yet. But the contracts aren't necessarily always done for what you've done in the past. It's also oh, yeah. for what you're going to do in the future. And this is a fourth-round quarterback in his fourth year. 
Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I totally get that. Right. Like, okay. oh. And it's, I knew what I knew what I said. I, 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 I didn't want to kind of contradict myself, but it's just, I, 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 and I, we said it months ago, and it was like, yeah. And but the Cowboys shot themselves in the frigging foot anyway because they let this deal go on for so long. They could have had him potentially at thirty million months ago. They didn't. Yeah. They pissed about, and now they're gonna have to say it's looking rather than paying close to thirty million, they're gonna have to play closer to forty million. And we all said this months back yeah. when that was the yeah. case. And those yeah. people were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's like, well, now look at the situation you're in. Do you yeah. really yeah. let it? Yeah. So one last note, if that's one lot of criticism we can give to Jerry, he left it too late for that one. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out here and say I don't think Jerry left it too late. Zach didn't want to play ball last year. Zach backed himself for year four of his contract. He didn't want to engage in a, in a, in a contract negotiation mm. last summer. Yes, we could have got him for 30 million. Maybe we're going to have to pay him 40 million now to, to stay. But, you know, his team didn't want to come to the table. So nothing we could have done, really. Yeah. Just to flip it one more time, let's hope it gets done. And we, and we, <laughs> and we, don't, we don't end up in a Kirk Cousins situation where he played on the tag for two years and it just ended up getting to the point where they were like, there's no way that we we want to pay this guy this amount of money. We paid him the franchise tag for two years. He's going to command even more because by the time it gets to the end of that second tag, the money's going to be even higher than we want to pay now. Yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry. One, one more point. Last one, I promise. Last one, I promise. I can see what Dax kind of doing in a way. He's taking what the NBA players are doing right now, taking these shorter term contracts but get paid mm-hmm. more. Like what uh, Le- LeBron did, and oh God, what's the other Anthony Davis did? Two year, yeah. two year contracts get paid X amount. Do the exact same but higher at a different team. Yeah. Like, it's becoming more shorter term now. Yeah. Like, but then again, like you said earlier, because of the TV deal, like exactly the same situation. He wants yeah. a second bite because of that. And yeah. literally, last thing, Bright, if Jerry Jones does want Jamal Adams, he has to sign Dak first. Yeah. Like yes. I, um, I, I, I got, I'm going to wrap it up with this, with, with this point. We did plan to cover this tonight. <laughs> we ran, we ran massively over. It's it's great that we could run over like this, but that was the the, the point. So hopefully, look, we'll we, we'll get to discuss this next week how we can get that signed up because there's a lot of myth truths that a lot of um our our followers and other Cowboys fans are are talking about that contract situation. Hopefully, if, ho- hopefully we may have big news next yeah. week to actually even talk about. You know, rather yeah. than. Debating it, <laughs> yeah. Like if 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 an extension can be worked out with that, there will be money freed up for a potential Jamal Adams deal, a potential Jadavian Clowney deal, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about those things in next week's episode. But before we go, Paul, give us a shout out for Cowboys Experience again. Oh yeah, uh, so Cowboys Experience offer you a great service where you can actually get to meet Hall of Fame players, current rosters within the Dallas Cowboys, offer you a great experience for going to the tailgate, game packages, and so much more to get uh, for exclusive uh, package deals with uh, Cowboys experience within the UK Cowboys. Use the code UK Cowboys 
And uh, like I said, I've used them before. Get to meet players like Drew Pearson, Travis Pedrick, Michael Gallup. What more can you want? Rich, any final words? Don't be a clown. Use them. Go meet <laughs> Drew Pearson. <laughs> Jamie, our beloved leader. Wrap it up. Yeah, just like like Paul just said, yeah. If you it's it's an, it's an amazing experience going to watch the Cowboys. If you want to top it off, go with the guys at Cowboys experience because they like say and just to add to that, you you got um, Charles Haley as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep, and Ed Tuttle Jones. Yeah, there we go. But what more can we do, do for you folks tonight? We've, we've we've pumped you up. We've given you all this information. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and. Bye. Bye.